0: I don't get it. That's because it's not for you. Because you have everything.
1: Everything is for you. And this one thing is for him.
2: by Ben Smith. Hey Ben. Hey Mike. And Helen Grautheis. How's it going Helen?
1: Uh, It's going okay. As you know, you know, the world is just ending and we're all just chilling in it.
2: (laughs) All right. (laughs) We are a group of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest and this week we'll be talking about the American
3: Song Contest. (sighs) (laughs) Welcome back to the show, Helen, from one country that's doing a poor job of managing the coronavirus to another.
1: Yay! Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. When I tell you that when I read this news... I just kind of lost it. I really
2: mean it. I had kind of the same reaction. It's just like, this is the thing that broke me. It was going along for like five months or however long it's been.
3: Yeah. Like, I just feel like there have been like various news stories where it'll it'll be like, bears are now doing a thing. It's like, not now bears. Just like, not now American song contest. Mm. Not now. (laughs)
2: So yeah, in case you haven't heard, Christopher Bjorkman and uh, his team had been working on sort of piloting an American Song Contest, and they released a, well, they did a press release a couple weeks back saying actually not really saying all that much
3: yeah not, not, not that much because like i feel like we talked about this briefly in january mm-hmm. and i and i said something along the lines of well i'll believe it when i see it and like i still feel like i'm in the same spot even though there was now like a big fancy press release
2: yeah uh there was an article in variety uh where they were breaking the news uh it's so cute when uh online outlets say exclusive because it's like well that's going to last for 14 seconds but anyway uh yep. it, it seemed to be announced announcing the production team and Some of the logistics behind how they're going to do the American Song Contest, but it didn't mention any important things like a network, a firm date, how they're going to do this in 2021, which is their target date right now. Like there's
3: holiday 2021. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So
1: we got a sizzle reel, which is mostly just clips from the 2016
2: contest.
3: You can make a sizzle reel for a show just like sitting in your house in iMovie if you try hard enough and believe in yourself. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, that's
2: yeah. just, like, your basic video editing assignment whenever you take, like, a Final Cut or Avid editing class. Just, like, throw throw a trailer together.
1: They also threw in Justin Timberlake in Madonna because reasons.
3: Look at the caliber of star that has been there. Do not watch their performances.
1: Especially not the last one. I mean, the Justin
2: Timberlake one was fine, I guess, although it did unleash that troll song, so. Yeah, this isn't the first time, I guess, the big, name that was announced as part of the production team is ben silverman who's going to be executive producing this and yeah he has a pretty long reach into modern television from like the mid aughts to three or four years ago he's kind of he's kind of taken a step back
3: yeah he's taken a step back but like he was uh co-chairman of nbc and universal mm-hmm. in like 2007 to 2009
2: yeah he was involved with uh a lot of like international packaging of shows, so like he he was instrumental in getting Who Wants to Be a Millionaire imported here. Uh, the Office, um, Ugly Betty, yeah, pretty much anything that I'm going to say is just going to be tinged with professional jealousy because it's just like this is the job I want. But
3: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm currently looking at the list of shows that that he has been a producer on, and yeah, so it's, it's a lot of international packaging or taking existing formats and moving them over here i mean he does have a little bit of a background in reality programming because he wasn't exactly producer on the restaurant remember the restaurant from 2003 mike
2: i do actually uh yeah i, I, I hope rocco's do. doing okay
3: uh, the so. <laughs> also nashville star so he has done music competition programming
1: Yeah,
2: (laughs) but the program that I most closely associate him with is Biggest Loser, which is such a red flag. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I think there are so many concerns about the American Song Contest being a thing. And I think for me, it just comes down to production style. Mm -hmm. Because I I have no idea how this is going to be packaged as a show where it, anybody's going to care
3: Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah because like the american mindset is music reality television is a competition which eurovision is kind of a competition but that's not the entire thing at least not in the same way that america watches music competition Mm programs.
1: i mean for starters we don't have like a mandatory beatles week or like everyone trying to cover whitney houston and failing but I haven't haven't watched singing competitions in a while.
3: American music competition programming is very cover heavy.
2: Yeah, it's very cover heavy and it's also very personal narrative driven, Mm -hmm. which is also not a Eurovision thing. Like we don't know about like what triumph through adversity, a lot of these contestants, uh, these Eurovision contestants go through. And I think part of that is because if, they have come through some other reality show process like The Voice or X Factor. Like, those shows have already done that kind of presentation. So by the time it gets to the Eurovision stage of things, it doesn't matter. And we don't care. <laughs> I may be yeah. speaking for myself here because, like, that, that is mm-hmm. certainly not, like, I I don't really care about the personal narrative part of things. Well, yeah. Of well yeah. And,
3: like, Eurovision is very song-focused. Mm-hmm. And American music competition programs tend to be very personality-driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And story-focused.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons... So I ever only ever watched one season of American Idol, and I was kind of done with it after that. Mm. It was also the last season that Simon Cowell was on, so I was like, well, I guess I'm done with that. And I tried getting on board with The X Factor when it happened, uh, but... Oh, The X Factor.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the other big fear that I have about this competition, because... I was obsessed with UK X Factor. Like the first season that I watched was the, uh, I think it was series eight, the the, the One Direction see, uh, series. So. That was
1: series seven.
2: Oh, that was seven. Okay. <laughs> that
1: was seven. I'm a huge yeah. directioner. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, I I remembered that from the last time you were on the show. And it was just like, <laughs> oh I, I, yeah. Uh, congratulations on Harry Styles getting the number one. Uh, oh, thank but, you. He's my number yes. one
1: forever and ever. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, uh, <laughs> A
1: little mix one and oh, in the eighth season.
2: That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, totally totally lost count, but, uh, but yeah, like it was it was so much fun. It was just like, oh, I cannot wait for this to come over to the U.S. And they managed to step on their own feet every single chance they could uh yeah. th- that that is the spawning of my nemesis relationship with nicole scherzinger uh it was <laughs> just such a disaster from the get-go and like i'm surprised that it had three seasons i bailed after the second season um and it was really due to a, a lack of the courage of convictions on fox's part um i, I don't want to derail <laughs> this into like my whole grand unifying theory of how x-factor just kind of ruined music competitions Wow. But also put them on
3: the Trello board, Mike. Yeah,
2: yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> the Trello board of my heart. But um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's just like I, I think it, it's going to end up being the same sort of thing where it's they're going to end up falling back onto so many of the American reality show tropes that what makes Eurovision Eurovision is going to get lost.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been thinking about okay, so what reality shows does this need to look like? To try and do like a paradigm shift, because if there's one thing that gives me hope, it's that American reality television is nowhere near as mean as it used to be. Purely because a lot of it was available on Amazon Prime for streaming. I watched a lot of America's Next Top Model earlier in quarantine because it was just there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and and also Twitter was was a buzz about it. I was just like, I haven't actually watched this show. Is it is it truly this insane? And like at the beginning, it's, it's trying to be very. I'm not sure it ever aimed for realistic, but it's trying to be as close as possible to the actual experience of being a working model. Like, the first couple seasons, it's there. And, like, by the end of, like, what Amazon had available for free, it is just the most ridiculous program. But, like, the one through line is that Tyra Banks is insane. <laughs> Allegedly. And is, don't sue us. And also, and also, when you put, like, 13, 19-year-olds in a house who have never lived on their own for the first time, mm-hmm. everybody is just going to be on top of everyone and just screaming at one another. Yeah. It's, like, legitimately just plain mean in a way that reality television is not anymore. Mm-hmm. It's
1: like a college dorm, but worse. <laughs> I can tell you, as a 19-year-old girl, it is worse. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm 25 now, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm thinking laughs>
3: what but but no, about. just, like, yeah. every everyone is screaming at one oh another. Gosh, Production yeah. is encouraging it, like...
1: Yeah, yeah, this is great stuff!
3: <laughs> and, again, part of this is just watching all of this in the span of, like, two weeks, but just watching progressive makeover episodes where... Tyra Banks is just, like, actively mentally ruining people yeah. who are in a vi- – who are, like, just co- – who are, like, in it's still a very emotionally fragile period of their lives and just giving them a terrible haircut and seeing how
1: they deal with it. They did that on X Factor, too. Did they? In the second season, they had there's this – I forget what her name was, but there was this girl, and she was, like, a brunette, and they made her go, like, platinum blonde before the live shows, and it just looked weird. Oh, right. I can't remember – well, and yeah, any, else, yeah. anyway,
3: yeah, like, luckily that model of reality TV does not fly anymore. Uh, and, like, the things that, like, have big online followings are things like Great British Bake Off, where everybody is nice to one another and supports one another.
1: The Mary Berry seasons, at least.
3: I'm not sure that you can do a musical competition version of Bake Off. That feels like a tall order. But, like, on, on the level of cultural cachet and, like, where there's still competition... Uh, Drag Race.
1: Yeah, I've been re-watching it. I will, s- it's interesting. I haven't watched any of the Canada's Drag Race, but from what I hear, Brooklyn Heights is a much nicer host than RuPaul, or at least, like, is a, like, like, she interacts better with the contestants.
3: RuPaul, on, like, Drag Race proper, feels like she has the same problem of Ellen, where you're not allowed to look her, look at her in the eyes directly. <laughs> and you will speak only when spoken to, and now it's a whole thing, and that's why neither of them are on Twitter.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, it's interesting because, like, in the early seasons of Untucked, it was all about, like, the fights. And it still kind of is, but everyone is so much nicer now Mm. just to each other.
3: Yeah. And part of that is because they know that, like, if if they're not, the editors will have a field day. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, it, it also gets into just the professional network aspect of the show, which I think is one of the reasons why uh like RuPaul's uh like All Stars never works for me just because it's just like these are people who they can fight on the show, but they know that they're going to be working the same bars probably watching that episode uh air. So it's just like yeah, we can get into fights, but we still have to work together next but Thursday, we're still co-workers so yeah so there's just this sort of veneer or barrier to actual reality i i don't know like I... yeah one yeah like
3: I, again like what what gives me hope from reading the krister bjorkman press release is that it sounds like they're gonna figure they're they're not gonna try and just like copy paste the existing eurovision model onto america they're gonna figure out how to adapt it and like krister said in particular he's looking forward to starting from scratch mm-hmm. i'm i'm Cautiously optimistic.
2: I mean, at least from the press release. And this was one of the things that like was a red flag to me where they were just talking about it vaguely, where it's like, oh, we may have like five or 10 quarterfinals. Like, you should really maybe nail that part down. You should, you should and, nail that down. Yeah. Um, and it really does sound more like it's the Melfest format instead of the Eurovision format, which is fine. But at the same time, it just gets back to that question of so what? Because I mean, with with Melfest, it's also like the Swedish song festival. It's like it is a thing with a history, whereas this is a new thing. And um, I mean, granted, like it has to like if you're going to do that, it it has to start somewhere. But they're trying to make it sound like the American Song Contest is already a thing. Thing that exists, and Mm -hmm. they're just like turning it into a documentary or like more like a higher stakes TV competition. It's like, no, this is not a thing. Like, (laughs) you are making this up.
1: I mean, America is a country where like we have football teams that win the Super Bowl and call themselves world champions. True. (laughs) Or we have a world series that has like maybe one Canadian team in contention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't feel earned. That's what that's no. my big feeling, is it's like, okay, my my big complaint is, so having lived i I mean, I've since moved out of the u s. but like having gone through the struggle of trying to find a way to watch the actual contest in the u s, can we can we do that first? Mm-hmm. Maybe without a VPN?
3: Mm-hmm. yeah, just like a reliable source that does not require a VPN to just watch the contest proper,
1: Yeah, yeah. well, I'm a little worried that people's first impression or people are gonna think like, Oh, that Will Ferrell movie—that's what this contest is going to be like,
2: yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, well, especially if like <laughs> the movie didn't even get into the scoring system. If they try to bring that over, uh, good luck explaining that. But, <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, I guess because one of the issues with the geo blocking of the contest uh, was like some very cryptic answer that Yann gave about uh, it has to there has to be a hosting network so that. Uh, they would have ownership of rights or something. I, I, I did not fully understand it. And it raises the question for this, this particular project. Where does this air?
1: You would think that this would be one of the chief things that you're going to announce in your big press release. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, the most obvious one is that most of the nations that host their own semifinals would be hosting via their public broadcaster. But that's not quite how public broadcasting works in the U.S.,
1: No, unfortunately. Well, the thing that kind of made me think it was NBC is oddly enough, the font in the video.
0: Like, I've I've seen
1: enough, I've seen enough like promos and stuff for Got Talent that I'm just kind of like, okay, so this looks a little familiar. And um, of course, you know, NBC has the rights to the Olympics. So, like, of course, maybe they'd want another international thing and maybe corner that market. But at the same time, their uh, their um, cultural <laughs> record with 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 international nations is not great.
3: Their yeah, their Olympics coverage has been criticized a lot recently. But and like, admittedly, we are not having an Olympics around this time this year no. to see if they have responded to all of the yelling that Twitter has done about about it.
1: Yeah, well, but yeah. Like I, the thing I keep coming back to is like, and this kind of offends me because like my whole entire family is pretty much Dutch is like at the I think it was the 2018 opening ceremony, like, you know, the Prairie of Nations comes in and we have to say something, we have our expert commentary. And they're like, ah, yes, the Dutch have to speed, they're really good at speed skating, because they have to speed skate on the canals. And I was like, how much are you getting paid to say this Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because,
3: yeah just like excuse me they have not had the best track record ben silverman has had history with them as well like he was there from 2007 to 2009 so that's that's another reason to look at them i mean with the with the same fonts as something like america's got talent I'd maybe that could also just be a signature of a production company that's true. looking at where ben silverman has been developing things recently uh the cw uh, which no, no. The CW wouldn't d- only aired one episode of Taskmaster when they bought a whole ten episode season. Oh, so no. I can I cannot picture like Eurovision would be canceled like halfway through the first semi final. America Vision would be canceled. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. When I first saw the tweet, I was like, Are we gonna have twenty five song long semifinals? Because that is, I'm Oof. not gonna stay awake for that. But no. apparently, that's not oh. the case.
3: Oh, oh no. Yeah. Like, no. Just thinking about the America music reality television model we would absolutely have like here's an episode introducing each song and the personal story of the artist who composed it
1: well we can't go all year yeah
3: yeah we go all year and then
1: there's
2: also the time zone problem, which is why, like, going going back to Rising Star, my beloved Rising Star, like, the issue that they had with that was it was live on the East Coast, uh, and people are voting. Like, the way the show works is you are voting in real time, and decisions are being made in real time. But the show's not airing for another three hours on the West Coast, and the way that they solved for that was uh, West Coast, we get to vote, and if their votes would ha- have... Allowed a contestant to advance. uh They got in on kind of like a wild card system. <laughs> so, but it's just like, oh boy, if you're gonna yeah. break it down so that like each like you have like say ten different regions of like five states each, like what do you do about Alaska and Hawaii? Like Hawaii's a couple hours behind California and like California's already on the West Coast. So it's just like, how how do you do, how do you handle the live voting for that? Or And is it going to be a case of like Eurovision where if you're in Illinois, can you vote for the act from Illinois or are you only able to vote for that? And how, how much of Eurovision DNA is actually going to transfer over to, in a to sensible kept,
3: way yeah yeah to be grafted onto whatever whatever monster this yes. is yes <laughs> uh but yeah and, and like to, to just go back to to like pbs for a second because yeah public broadcasting yeah we all have public broadcasting but the way that public broadcasting works is that it's built up of med- of member stations and it's it's not like paying for your tv license for the bbc it is i pay for pbs but that's because i'm a nerd who likes watching documentaries and nature programs
1: yeah, if you don't pay your TV license over here, you get fined. You, they, they, yeah, you, you get have fined. To. Whereas,
3: like, if I don't pay for if whereas if I don't pay for PBS over here, I still get PBS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's it's a network of member stations that can fund various things. So you have like that at the beginning of each show, you have like who funded it because like WGBH here in Boston does a lot of funding for things like Masterpiece and an American Experience and all of these other great shows that get that other member. PBS stations can pick up and air. Mm-hmm.
2: And they don't necessarily pick it up and air it at the same time. Like I know uh, with exactly. the first couple of seasons of uh, Bake Off that were brought uh, that were brought over, like New York was a couple weeks behind other major cities and like people were freaking out about spoilers, even though it was like, a two year old episode
3: <laughs> just because it's, like exactly. it's, 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 it's not yeah. handled in the same way. The member networks of PBS could come together to say, yes, we're going to host this. But it requires a level of coordination that I I think would just be a lot more than somebody like an NBC or an ABC just going, yes, we're going to air this because ABC is already nationwide, whereas PBS takes takes planning. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And that's not to say that NBC also doesn't have uh, or they, they have member stations as well. So, yeah, that's the other thing is, like, who's going to be picking the acts from each state how famous can they be because like california and new york and like other places with other like humongous like music production scenes could have like a huge advantage
0: yeah like, who gets
1: to be sweden and who gets to be San sanbrino
2: yeah i mean that was one of the fun topics that i was seeing on twitter after the announcement was made It was just like everybody was claiming to be sweden and it's like you're all not sweden <laughs> <laughs> The press release did say that there was going to be a jury constructed of, uh, like, music experts to evaluate and choose the representatives from each state. But that seems really kind of dodgy. I mean, I guess it could be sort of like, so you think you can dance, but yeah. Like, it it, it feels like there are a lot of different shows that they could pull ideas from, but it's just going to turn into a very confusing stew,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: one thing that i think it could be kind of a positive is that um especially since we don't have x factor to kind of fill this bubble anymore is that we could well for one we have the potential for groups instead of just solo solo acts Mm -hmm. and also i mean indie music is is, you know with the advent of streaming and, and whatnot they can gain big audiences um an example from michigan that i could think of as um i don't know if you guys have ever heard of the accidentals but i i think they would be a pretty good fit for this like Mm. they have a fan base but they're not household names and they're kind of more like indie artists i went to high school with one of them uh (laughs) but yeah no they were mentioned they went to like south by southwest and got like a mention in billboard but like acts like that i would like to kind of see take advantage of this i think Mm. i think it could be good for Mm. that
3: Yes, things that are like sort of on the cusp of being the next big thing. Cause like I feel like when I look at indie music sites like Stereo Gum, like they do a really good job of covering like up and comers like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And like with, and especially with the advent of TikTok and just like various clips just like picking up and becoming a number one hit. Like things like that, where like how, how do you pull from that level of virality and how do you actually turn that into? america vision
1: yeah i gotta Mm -hmm. wonder what kind of audience they're going for in that respect because eurovision has as big of an audience as it does again from like it's it's been around since almost the advent of television itself and it's just had that time to grow and gain stature and grandparents are showing it to their grandchildren
3: it's it's also worth noting that like the first eurovision didn't have everyone participate it had like like the, the, a lot of nations talked about it, but only seven I think seven or eight nations actually did the thing.
1: Yeah, so and, the, I guess and like
3: the first year they the first year they did it like well we thought we were gonna have fourteen, so everybody send two songs.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's the first t- first season of anything is always there's always things to work out. There's always mm-hmm. something that can be improved upon. So I guess I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt in that respect my concern
3: is that producers will not give it the benefit of a doubt it needs to nail it on the first attempt
1: oh sorry taskmaster (laughs)
3: that one that one boggles my mind because what else does the cw have right now as it turns out reruns of supernatural
1: well there's like 500 episodes of that
3: but yeah because like that was a case where like they didn't have to do anything they just bought two existing seasons
1: i wonder what happened within like because usually like shows get booted after an episode if they're like absolutely terrible
3: the ratings for that first episode of taskmaster on cw have to have just been like me my immediate friends who are already watching the series on youtube and our moms
1: i guess anybody in the u.s who wanted to watch it had probably already seen it maybe
3: like i i have been patiently waiting and not looking on i'm not looking for the seasons i haven't seen it just because the the official youtube channel has been so good about just like every thursday here's here's a new episode Oh bless! It's great. I have I have appointment television again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: uh, my appointment television is the Marble League. Oh, nice.
3: <laughs> in at this point, in pandemic, all of my appointment television are the are the people who are uploading new episodes of QI, uh, and the, and the Taskmaster. It's great. Uh, let's 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 focus group some names for this because like America Vision is kind of a mouthful. I looked up a bunch of what the various national finals are called. Mm-hmm. To see if we can if we can adapt any of those, like we're adapting the format of the Eurovision Song Contest. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. First off, unser Lead for America. Mm.
1: Is there anyone in American that speaks German?
3: Heidi Klum could host.
1: That is fair. That is fair. Mm-hmm.
3: Maybe not directly taking the names. Um. So, uh, taking the direct translation of "Song with Captain," the television song contest. <laughs> That could work. Uh, it could work. It's not it wrong. Work and, and yeah. it, it, it could work. Uh, we could stick Will Ferrell on there. Americondom is now is like my favorite. Mm.
1: Which one is that? I'm trying to remember.
3: That, that was Lithuania this year. Pobondom is now. Ah, Americondom yes. is now.
1: <laughs> although it does
2: sound like you're saying condom is in, in there and... oh
3: man standards and practices is gonna have a field yeah, day oh yeah, uh, boy i have already been kicked out of the meeting yeah. room <laughs> um
2: but not for this uh, surprisingly but not, <laughs> for, not for this
3: not for this um america festivalin america festivalin
1: america uh, festival maybe uh, yeah
3: america festivalin uh since Melody Grand Prix is very much the the Nordic one, uh, but there is also the Dansk Melody Grand Prix, perhaps American Melody Grand Prix. Mm. That feels like too many words. That feels like too many words and one of them is French, so it's not going to test well in certain areas. Although it does
2: kind of have uh, America's Best Dance Crew flow to the title so uh, yeah. oh true I yeah, mean so if so someone true. can
1: say America's Next Top Model in a mouthful then like they can handle this oh
2: it could just end up being like America's Next Top Song
3: or
1: America's Ooh. yeah
3: Ooh. on the other hand America's Next Top Song if that doesn't immediately go to number one on the charts yeah. you have failed in your mission yes okay and then just sort of riffing on the x factor the esque factor Boo. that's an inside joke for <laughs> us yeah, and yeah. no one else is going to like it because we don't uh, totally pronounce "esc esque." Uh, so. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, also, we can retro that once we figure out like a good thing. Anyways, we should. Pro- they're gonna. They're gonna figure it out. Like, it's not just gonna be the American Song Contest. Watch like six months from now, and they're like when when NBC proudly announces the American Song Contest coming holiday twenty twenty one. Yeah, I mean,
1: oh boy,
2: I don't know if it's gonna end up being NBC. Like, it feels like it has to be cable because that's the only thing that's gonna be able to navigate. The time zone Issue and the audience Issue where it's like oh yeah it's either this Or eight hours of
3: like Rizzoli and Isles reruns I don't know <laughs> Yeah, um, well, the yeah other but like thing... not everybody has cable Yeah Millennials, like, Millennials don't have cable Gen Z doesn't have cable yeah. I, I paid for court. a week
1: of sling to watch The Olympics and that was it Yeah But also commercials like how are we gonna Navigate that we need our ad time
2: Hmm. Unless it becomes, like, the Nestle, Tosquito, whatever other brand. Pepsi, Zero Sugar,
1: Max. Yeah. Zero, I don't know.
2: (laughs) God, it's going to be like the Dana Carvey show, where it's just, like, a different title sponsor (laughs) for every song, and it's just going to get progressively worse as the ratings are just dropping throughout the the airing of the episodes. Uh, I mean, the holiday, the fact that they want to drop it during the holiday season does make sense to me, because the sing-off, uh was a holiday mm-hmm. show. And I think that worked well enough. Uh the same with the most recent season of Making It, even though they kind of overfixed what was happening with making it. So yeah, I mean it's just like it that sort of format could work. But again, it just kinda comes down to like how how do you get people to care about this in a way that is going to make for compelling television. And I think that's going to be the biggest obstacle for them.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, hope that they kind of play up. Because at the end of the day, for me, what I love most about Eurovision is that, I mean, it is a competition. And the voting does get tense. But it's just, it's just fun for
0: the mm-hmm. most
1: part. I watch this to just have fun and, and riff on it with my friends and, you know, root for people. And American reality shows, especially talent shows, Aren't super great at not taking themselves too seriously.
3: Hmm. Thinking about ANTM again, uh, I'm not here to make friends is sort of the underlying motto of American reality television, and I am absolutely here to make friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's also so many cable networks that are under the uh, NBC, Comcast, Universal umbrella at this point that. I don't know. It could maybe be like their Olympic coverage, where they just have have it simulcast over like fifteen different networks, <laughs> and it's all all America Vision all the time. So
1: <laughs> I didn't even think about this. Is like, wasn't there like the America's Got Talent, like the Champions of the World thing? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, we had to pay. We, we had to pay attention to that just in case there the, a Eurovision person got through. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know what inspiration. They, that's about the, the closest thing I can think of to what they might be trying to do.
3: Yeah. Well, and then CBS did that one thing that was sort of like America's Got Talent, the global champions, but wasn't. Yeah, the world's yeah. best.
2: And yeah, that's what I'm kind of picturing the like 50 person jury or however, however many people are on their like professional jury picking out the songs. It's like, oh, it's just going to be that again, which even airing after the Super Bowl, people were just kind of, eh. About it.
1: The sentence that really kind of makes me think that they are not on the right track is that they say the American Song Contest is a competition that happens to be televised rather than a contest created to make a television show.
2: Yeah, that is so (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Because what else do I watch Eurovision for except to watch an Australian opera singer swing around on a pole dressed like Glinda the Good Witch?
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, 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 no. The fact that it's televised is important.
1: We don't need 50 people in a row standing and singing a really sad song. S-
3: with their acoustic guitar. Their acoustic no, thank you. you. We don't
1: need any more white guys with guitars. I mean, they could just scrap all of this and air the actual contest, but.
2: Yeah, that's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> too, way too easy.
1: I mean, they, hey, they all they have to do is buy it. Yeah. Although Eurovision, again, <laughs> is already kind of even taken up that spot.
2: Yeah. And that's the other thing. I mean, like Netflix has the rights for airing Eurovision whenever it ends up coming back. Like it had the 2019 contest and uh, was supposed to have the 2020 contest and it has the movie. Um, But I don't think like given how this is supposed to be like the audience voting i don't see how this would work on a streaming platform uh
3: oh yeah like i don't think i don't think that like a a netflix would would do that at least for the initial run they might have it once it's done mm -hmm. but like also netflix has their algorithm and like you will like cancel it after two seasons and or go nope yeah nope we we've run the algorithm algorithm says no not enough people
1: yeah yeah Bottom line: Get a VPN. Just watch the contests over here. Yeah,
3: yeah. Come to the come
1: to I, Europe. We have cookies.
3: <laughs> fun fact: We're not allowed to come to Europe. Right yeah. now. That is true. <laughs> um, would I would love to.
1: <laughs> I had a conversation with my husband. I was like, "If we go back to the states, are they going to let me back to the UK?"
3: Thinking of the Eurovision movie for a quick second. Has everyone seen Dothy Ferris' wonderful cover of Yahya ya Ding Dong"? Yes.
1: yes. He's not mad. He's just disappointed.
3: Dothi Frere was a wonderful introduction to various co-workers. Of like, no, this is the sort of thing that, that pops up at Eurovision, because everybody has universally liked it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so it's like, this, this would have won. Yeah. I wish, maybe, I want every person who's thinking about participating in this contest to watch, think about things, and his other stuff, and be like, this is what it's about.
3: That is what makes Eurovision great, and that's why I tune in, are things like that that are... That are like left of center for pop. That are like slightly outside that that something like this can amplify and show why it's awesome.
1: I hope we get some. I mean, it, it's America, it's one country, but I hope we get some songs that are not in English. And I, I
2: think there is that possibility, although. Uh.
3: The yeah, like the rise of uh, Despacito. Yep. Yeah. Just thinking about the Latin pop explosion 2.0, that could happen, and that would be great. Yeah, Uh, like on the on the flip side, I don't expect any constructed languages like we get like every so often from Belgium.
1: Mm, We could get a little bit of French. I mean, they still teach French in high schools, as far as I'm aware.
3: I
2: think one of my big hang ups is like having this professional jury that's just going to be kind of picking through these songs and that it's going to be more about the success metrics in like the business side of things instead of like just what the audience would find entertaining. Like, yeah, I mean, like you, I you, you, do, you're you not going to get those burner entries like you get at Melfest or any national final, where it's just like, oh, yeah, this one's like a really goofy performance or somebody's just in way over their head. Like, they're not, they're not going to have those go through or it's going to be really cruel if they do
1: that. We're not going to get as mean as, like, those early American Idol audition days, but... Mm. The more I think about this contest, the more I'm a couple of my European friends have actually asked me, like, so do like do you guys actually watch it over here? Are you guys actually excited for it? And like, you know, sure you you should be happy you're getting this, right? And I was like, No. Yeah. (laughs) Give us the actual contest. This I like this,
3: I like this thing because it provides a it, it's a relief and it's a it's something different from American television mm-hmm. It's
1: oddly enough educational as well hmm like did I know where Moldova mm-hmm. was on a map before I watched this contest no do ah. I now absolutely
3: exactly now that we have been doing this podcast for a while I have gone to local podcastings in the area and I will go, and like I will usually be the only person who does a fun podcast in the room for these no. things <laughs> well we'll... <laughs> Well, now none of us are in a room, but uh, when, when we were, everybody would be would go around the circle and talk about their very important like sociological thing that they're working on, or their their very serious journalism podcast. And I'd be like, "Hello, I am a clown, and I watch Eurovision pop music TV and talk about it." But now, like the more I think about it, like Eurovision is has been like a fascinating lens to learn more about, like about the geography of the nations that make up the EDU. It's been a great opportunity to learn about the international relations and the history of, of broadcasting there. It is, it is a lens for so many great topics. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel like people would maybe understand, like... I feel like prime example is, like, the whole debacle that's happened in the contest with um, Russia and Ukraine and trying to understand that relationship. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, it's really kind of telling that like instead of taking this contest and broadcasting it in america and be like here this is what happens outside of our country they're taking it and making it completely insular
3: it's just like how can we make this about us
1: exactly yeah
3: and and like that is that is my constant concern with with america touching eurovision Another episode ends with complicated feelings about the state of my home nation. Yes. Uh, and
2: if, if you are listening and would like to share your complicated feelings or not complicated feelings about uh, this or any other Eurovision topic, uh, you can share audio with us now. Uh, we have a plugin on our website at yourwhat.com to uh, record audio that will uh, pretty much work like a voicemail. It'll email us. We'll have the audio, uh, all, all the information's there on the website. Uh, And yeah, we would love to hear your audio clips, your thoughts about the American Song Contest, anything Eurovision related, any questions you may have for us. um, Yeah, send that our way.
0: For example, this. Hello, it's Evan here calling from New York. Thank you for inviting listeners to call in. What are my thoughts on the American Song Contest? Well, primarily that the discussion around it sounds very familiar. A couple of months ago, when the trailer to the Eurovision film first dropped, it was met with the chorus of, oh, no, Americans will ruin Eurovision. They just won't get it. This is really disrespectful, etc." And yet, ever since the movie's release, all anyone can say about it is, play Ya yeah, yeah, Ding Dong. And still, here we are again with the next Eurovision project involving some Americans announced. And the catastrophizing is back. So mainly, I would just encourage people to take a deep breath. The American Song Contest might not look exactly like Eurovision, but it's coming from a good place, wanting to unite people through music. And it's being organized by actual Eurovision producers who will be respectful to the spirit of the contest on which it's based. So if we give it a chance, if we allow them to try and bring the contest that we love to an entirely new audience, and if we keep an open mind, we may find that it's more fun than we anticipated.
2: Helen, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. Yeah. Do you have any projects you'd like to plug?
1: Um, well, I've just restarted my YouTube channel again. I make videos and reviews about uh, films directed by women, um, aptly called Women in Film Reviews. I just posted a in-depth review of Birds of Prey. Uh, that's at youtube.com slash filmgeek520. I also have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash... Helen Groteheis. Otherwise, I'm on Twitter at helenmarie95, talking about everything and nothing and none of my favorite things happening due to COVID.
2: <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thank you for listening. The Euro What podcast is hosted by Mike McComb, that's me, and Ben Smith. That's me. You can find us on our website at eurowhat.com and on Twitter and Instagram at eurowhat. You can subscribe to the EuroWhat What on the podcast app of your choice. And when you subscribe, leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing and help other Eurovision fans find us. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to try to make
0: sense of what's new in Eurovision.